Yo, what's the word? What's the word? What's the word? Well set, episode 106. Rich, I'm back in the building with you. My horns are still broke. Somebody give me technical support, man. Give me the cover. I got the good sis with me. Vic Lim. Vic Lim say, yo, Rich, which, which episode you seen? I feel like you seen episode 100, 101. One of the episodes you was like, yo, I got to come on here. You just can't give nobody my real name because I'm way too heavy. Oh, that's not what I said, but okay. That's how that's how I took it. I was like, yo, all right. She's way too heavy. We're not going to get nobody canceled or lose their corporate standards in America. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I'm going to let you pull up. Like, we're not going to give nobody your real, your, real, uh, your real whereabouts. You know what I'm saying? What's good, though? Introduce yourself, Vic Lamb. Um, hi. Big Lambo. <laughs> I'm Vic. Um, I think. Getting a lot of money. Listen, I'm big. I live in Atlanta. You can start there. Uh, I don't even know how. I know you from school, but I don't really know. Do you remember where we first first met? Because I don't. I just uh, know I know you, but I don't know. That's how it be. <laughs> uh, probably through Veronica, or maybe one of them other no, AKAs I feel like or it something. Was before then, though. It gotta be through some type of case. Gotta be before then, though. Even before the case. I mean, I feel like you're repping that set a long time. I have since. She oh, got wait, the pink it's been on. A long time. Yeah, I see, she got the pink on for no reason. Um. Uh, anyways. My work from home attire. Um, but anyways, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Word. Right. We're going... Since since you good incorporated, right? <laughs> I had to feel like... And you know what? Juneteenth is in like two days. So this is definitely about to be a Juneteenth episode for real, for real. Because like, niggas want to know how all of a sudden the Juneteenth was popping up everywhere. Like, it was Juneteenth holiday. There's no work on Monday. They talk about, oh, they got special uh, joints on CNBC. Like, yo, we got Juneteenth specials. Like, the new black people are learning how to invest. <laughs> like, they got, <laughs> like, they got all type of, like, new shit that, like, tell white people that black people have now advanced. It's like, and I feel like this is a part of that. So, you know what I don't like about June, Juneteenth? Uh, is, you remember Boondocks? When they, when they did that episode, Uncle Ruckus did this episode about slavery. And the slaves are drinking, <laughs> drinking like watermelon margaritas and like enjoying themselves. Yeah. I kind of feel like that's what a lot of white people think of slavery. And uh, I'm happy that Juneteenth is recognized, but I feel like what are, what are we really doing for it? Like, are we just doing this to get an extra day off? Or like, are these major corporations giving money back? Are they talking to their black employees and seeing how they feel? Like, what is working for them at work? Like, what, like, that's my issue with it. You know, it, you know, it's just a, it's a money grab. It's just another day. It's another way and another day to get some money out of the community. I feel personally, you know, what I'm saying like I don't like I don't think any of these companies are really giving a shit about their mm -hmm. whoever, whoever works for them or even yeah. whatever cause they may be giving to. It's all a tax write off. It's like whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like I just I don't I don't necessarily need to see any more senators in, in dashikis and uh, <laughs> like no kneel downs. Like you know what I'm saying? Like. I don't know how I want it celebrated, but I just know all the performative shit isn't needed. Like, maybe just give me some money. I don't know. Like, and I feel like the only reason, like, we have it is because so much stuff happened in 2020 that it got to the point where major corporations were like, we literally cannot ignore this and we need to pass this bill and have this holiday. But if it wasn't for that, I don't think anybody would care. Nah. And even still, I don't. I would love to do a poll of how many white people in corporate America actually know why they have Monday off. Yo, personally, yo, cause I ain't gonna lie, 
I was trying to put a bank transfer through, and I was wondering why the fuck my shit wasn't going to clear until Wednesday. <laughs> That's why. And then they were like, oh, the um, the bank is closed Monday for Juneteenth. Yeah. I'm like, are y'all serious? Yeah. But you you aren't a white man that's taking your family on a long vacation and not actually knowing why you got the day off. And so celebrate it. Everybody celebrate it. But like, what are you actually doing? Like, what does it impact? And like, do you understand why we had the day off? And yeah. like, what are you doing to help black knows. people around you? So... I don't think anybody really yeah. knows. And I, I personally was upset the bank was closed. <laughs> like, why do we... Like, don't take... See now, we gonna use a black holiday for niggas but, to be lazy? But I feel like maybe only black people should get the holiday off. See, now that's racist. It's not racist. Jewish, it, people, Jewish people oh, get Jew holidays. Get, um, can, can we not call them that? That's actually <laughs> racist. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. My Pause. bad, Jew bags. Um, But, like... People celebrate like traditions that are for their culture. I yeah. feel like this is for black people. So mm. in my mind, I don't think Haiti needs Monday off. Why does everything for black people has to be for everybody? That is also true. Anytime I want and I want MLK Day, everybody has off. All right. Well, I like, want exactly. I want all my good democratic friends, my 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 true and tried to the party as homies, right? Ask yourself. Why does everything for black people has to be for everyone else all the time? Like, that's all I just want to know. You don't see me celebrating Yom Kippur or Rosh Hashanah. Like, I let I let my Jewish friends have their holidays. Exactly. When they call out or whatever, whatever, does that count against their sick days? Like, nah, they get to do what they do. Yeah, she got a strong point, y'all. She got a strong point. So, so I say this to all the listeners. I hope that all the black people do know what uh, Juneteenth is about. But if you don't, I hope you find out. And then more importantly, if, yeah. you, if you work in a predominantly white environment or you have white friends, I would take this opportunity to tell them what Juneteenth really is. And then also have them like do something about it. Like it, if you're celebrating Juneteenth and I, I need you to talk to at least one black person on Juneteenth or the day before and talk to them about their experience in, in white America and what it is you could do to help their experience be better. But a real Personally. black person, though. It's levels to black person. Like you can't just throw a black person out there. Okay, that's like, fair. But an actual black person. Baby steps. Not mixed Malcolm. That was crazy, right? <laughs> she had to take a sip on that. Oh man. Alright. So like as far as like do you think doing the whole AUC black school thing made you more like into all of that, like representing the situation and so, yo, white folks shouldn't get the bubble and all that. I feel like everybody's situation is different. Me, I grew up in um, in a city right outside DC. I was the only black girl from the age of nine until I graduated from high school. The only black girl. Damn. And so I had, I went to a Baptist church. So I had my church friends. I had Jack and Joe. I had, I had pockets. Oh, of black y'all Jack and Joe, right, motherfuckers. I had pockets of people, <laughs> but it's very different when you go somewhere and you spend what nine hours 10 hours every single day then you yeah. add sports and nobody looks like you yeah even like i remember when i was applying to college like nobody knew about the black schools that i was applying to my guidance counselor <laughs> like it was and it was almost like why are you applying to these Where schools you go, they're why? lesser what the fuck than are you doing? so for me spellman was like i got got to spellman well i had already listen i decided i was going to to spellman my sophomore year of high school i uh Drum i came down something? nope came down to <laughs> My godbrother was a freshman at Morehouse, and mm. um, he was talking about homecoming. He hyped it up. My mom was like, you can go to homecoming if you get straight A's. I got straight A's for the first time in my life. Need that. So, you know, I showed up to Atlanta with my Mike Vick jersey on, my baby fat next toe, oh my, my hair God. crimped. 
thought I was just popping and I had I experienced homecoming. I drank hypnotic out of a pitcher. And <laughs> I, I remember I called my oh, mom from the strip, the old strip, like where Seagulls used to be. The real park. strip. Uh-huh. I called my mom at like 3 a.m. And I was like, I left a voicemail. That was fun. I was like, this is where I'm going to college. And after it's that, it in. was. It's locked in. I'm getting accepted. And then when I, when I got to Spelman, I just felt like being around black people in general, but especially other black women that were motivated and doing something and knew how to have fun because I always had fun. And it wasn't like we were just only focused on school. Like it was a balance. Yeah. And I feel like for me, I probably would be very different had I not gone to Spelman. Um, very, very different. Yeah. Um, I feel like I got to, I feel like the duality, um, even though sometimes I hate the duality in corporate America, but I got to have the duality that like I needed. And I feel like it made me more uh, well-rounded. Um, yeah. Because one thing about that, I feel like the whole black school thing, they kind of was like, even though we're getting you ready for corporate America, we're teaching you how to be black yeah. in corporate America. Even though I didn't go down that route, like they, st I still had to go beat. Oh, oh you didn't, you didn't go down the corporate route. Yeah, <laughs> what route did you go on? Why don't you tell? The I went on my own personal route. <laughs> oh, okay, I like you. Know what I'm saying like my own personal route involved a lot of scams, a lot of scams, a lot of a lot of shenanigans. I had a I had a record label. You know what I'm saying? I was pushing Wait, the music for a while. You had a record label? I had a record label. Who was on yeah. the record label? Huh? Who was on my the My man record? Boss Lucci was on the record label. Shout out to my I did man not Boss know Lucci this. out of Cleveland. That's why I be knowing so much Cleveland motherfuckers. People I didn't don't know. know this. Like, because I had a record label out there in, um, in Ohio. Actually, it started first with a group called the White Lines. Because every flow, every ball was dope. They called they call them the White Lines because every ball was dope. That was our thing, right? And it was, a, it was two brothers, right? Then... One of the, the younger brother went solo, and I just and I just had him on the label. I did that for a couple years, and then what I do? I got locked up. Scam. <laughs> yeah, I got. I was scamming until 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 a dirty broad told on me, and then Ooh. yeah, now I'm back. We'll leave we'll leave that in the past. You know, yeah. onward and upward, moving exactly. forward, exactly. better days. But knowing what I do know about the preparation for corporate America that I that I went through, even though I didn't dabble because i already had a record i was like fuck them niggas i knew that it was dope because they taught us like yo when you black in these sentence like don't just yeah. do what they doing like yo like you have some, to do so much some conversations don't even be involved in mm -hmm. certain situations don't even touch mm -hmm. like i remember um the one the what lpd or some shit whatever that, that that ldp whatever that shit is the fucking weird suit class <laughs> we had a um a time we had to go with etiquette like they took oh my us god I remember it was like in the it was in the uh the the center like the whatever they, yeah the leadership center right across from Spelman yeah yeah exactly one of them buildings they took us in a banquet joint they brought out food plates food plates of food and was like this is how you eat in front of white people <laughs> <Don't> be... <laughs> yeah, uh... pretty much like without saying it that's what they said like yo in front like this is the fork you use when the salad comes. This is the that's their etiquette classes. That's what it was. But not in front of white people classes. I don't think they called it that. Technically, just call it etiquette class. all right, boom. It was an etiquette class. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the fact that they had that embedded inside the curriculum, you're not going to get that at Purdue. You know what I'm saying? That's or facts. Duke or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to get that at all. Exactly. So even though I didn't use the corporation necessarily, I still use all them, yeah. them situations for to be versatile in different environments. You know what I'm saying? I remember at Spelman, uh, you couldn't walk on the grass, and they were like, Spelman women don't take shortcuts in life. And like, oh, that shit. I always. That glass, that, yo, yeah. that grass was brisky, though. Elite grass. If y'all ever seen the grass at Spelman, if they ever let you dirty niggas on one day. Top tier. 
It's elite grass. Like it's that bitch is only top tier. Just kidding. Nah, she's not kidding. She's not kidding. <laughs> so that's how they all are. That's how they act. So that's how they act, right? All right. So when you're doing the whole corporate thing, do you have to? Do you feel like you gotta like? Put on like a more crispier situation because I know you. You like I'm like, oh, Vic is cool as fuck. How do you be doing that shit like on a day to day? You know what's so funny? Like, I feel like, like you say that, but there, there's I feel like a good amount of people that think that I'm really dry, um, that don't think I have fun. Like I remember uh, one point in my career, um, at one point in my career, I was younger in my career. And because I wasn't doing what my coworkers were doing, like all of all of my coworkers would hang out together, like yeah. they would party. But because I wasn't doing that, they they thought I was boring as hell. They thought I was just like this quiet yeah. black girl that like <laughs> stayed home and like played with her dog. Little did they know. Um, we're not gonna dabble into my lifestyle, but I was having fun. I'll just say that. Um, uh, and then as far as the duality piece, I it think it. I've been in a lot of spaces and places in corporate America, and I think it really depends on your team. I've been in spaces where I've been authentically myself. I've also been in spaces where I've worked with people that I'm cool with or got people that I'm cool with hired, and yeah. so that made it more uh. comfortable for me because I was like, all right, like they understand me. Um, and I've also been in spaces where I don't bring any part of me to work, and it sucks. Um, yeah. You just where gotta be like I, a whole different person type shit. And it, it's on a few different levels. I think sometimes just being black in general, but a young black person and a young black woman, I've had people look at things that I have on aesthetically, or maybe it's the car I drove. Yeah. And I can tell when they look at me, they're like, we're paying her too much. So Damn. there was one point in my career where I used to, I remember I used to drive my car like three, four blocks from the office just because I didn't want anybody to know what car I had. You're like a nigga going to see his PO. <laughs> That's what niggas do when they go to see their PO. No. Like, there's no way in hell I'm no, pulling like, up really, to the PO office in this whip. Really? And I would, my, my mom and I would talk about it and, like, I wouldn't wear nice jewelry to work. Like, I've had those experiences I got, yeah, where I've, I've had to, like, water down, water down myself because people, people, I mean, to the point where I remember one, one older, older man, he might have been, like, 60 and at the time I was maybe 20, 22, 23. He found out where I grew up and he was like, oh, like, that's a nice area. Found out the high school I went to, and like Damn. he's just he's asking all these questions, and I could tell it wasn't like a in a in a cool way. No, it was like I'm surprised that I see a, a black person that was raised in this environment. I'm surprised to see her have what she has now, and like this needs to end. It wasn't like that's he didn't say that, but that is literally what I took from it. That's it was, a nasty energy. Yeah, that's the energy to be having though. And so at that point, I stopped. When he did that, that's when I think things really changed for me and I stopped sharing a lot of things about myself. Like, you know, people will, will get on a call and talk about vacations or talk about, yeah. and I don't, you don't need to know that I'm going to the yeah. south of France this weekend. Like, you literally don't need to know. Yeah. Um, but that also is like a terrible space to be in because it's like you have these things that you want to share and then on top of that, all these other people are getting to know each other and getting comfortable, but like I'm holding back a really large part of myself. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's something that a lot of like young, successful black people in corporate and shit go through. I got a lot of friends, they go, they the same shit you're saying right now, they all go through that shit. Like, damn, they're like, yo, we can't, I can't really show, I can't wear certain designers, I can't, yeah. I can't, I'm not gonna drive a certain car to work just because. What it, what it is, is people, a lot of people, and I'm not gonna say all people, because I've had totally different experiences in some spaces. People want you to be happy that you're just there. 
and that you're existing. No, really. And so it's like they they're think, happy to be there. Yeah, that and also they look at you and like I don't care racism. At, at is your still, age, they was happy to be there. Racism is very alive in the United States. I don't care what anybody yeah. says. It is like ingrained in our culture. It is ingrained in like just everything. And so there are people that'll that'll look at a young black person and just say, "Oh wow, like they should be so happy or so lucky that they are here." And like this is this is the glass ceiling is here and like this is it for them. But they should yeah. be. This is it. Yeah. And so then when you add anything extra, then they, they don't like that. You're stepping into their territory. You're potentially taking a spot away from them. Yeah. Like they don't. Racism is a funny thing. There are a lot of, um, and I'm not just going to use white people. I'll, I'll just say people, period. Yeah. That say they're not racist. Yeah. But they're not racist until they think that you are potentially the same level as them. See, right. And so as long as you're inferior, it doesn't matter. Exactly. Right. I think a lot with that racism shit, like. A lot of people like exactly like they say they're not racist, but they subconsciously feel as though they're above you. Like there's mm-hmm. like a there's a separation. It's subconscious, you know what I'm saying? They don't even realize it, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I had I had a white woman say to me that Egyptians were obviously aliens. I said, What the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, black people sailed across the world way before y'all even knew the world existed. She told me When y'all thought it was but, flat. But any anything that would make black people equal or yep. or better they can't yep. even like that shit is not computing yep. in their shit because it's already subconsciously built in into yep. your childhood shit i don't even i don't know the scientific terms but like you know when they ingrain shit into your childhood subconscious yeah. around three four years old and he never leaves you that yeah. shit is in there no it's um you're good enough when you're safe but once you start yeah. crossing that line where you're potentially competition or like stepping outside that safe boundary then a lot of people don't want it that's fact. And it's 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 a tough space to be in. Um, I like I said, I've battled with my experiences in corporate America. I've had night and day. Yeah. But I will say for anybody, um, anybody that has gone through that, like it's sometimes even just discussing with other people, like it's hard to truly explain what it's like to be your full self with your friends or with your family, and then have to pretend yeah. to be somebody else for nine, ten hours a day, like. <laughs> Yeah. That's, it's actually wild if you think about it, because I don't think any of my any of my coworkers ever that are of a of a different race have ever felt like they have to pretend. That's that, and that shit is fucking crazy because they're all they're themselves all the damn time. They're not even thinking of it. Yeah. And it's like yo, you don't even know. Like I'm a whole. That's why honestly, that was my biggest issue. Like I could never get into the corporate thing because I'm like yo, I can't be someone else like for a, a fucking ha- like that shit was like yeah the, even that i i had to do like community service i'm in his fucking office calling people and i had a i, I get fired for community service because somebody t- uh, a other person with a real job says like yo you're on your phone too much i'm like all right corporate america is damn near like being in grade school like these motherfuckers is on some other shit i think um i also think when you're younger in your career it's easier to allow for me was it was easier to allow things to slide. Like, I'd be yeah. like, okay, like, as long as I'm getting paid X, Y, and Z, yeah. like, I shouldn't be worried. But I think as you get older, it's like, the, I mean, don't get me wrong, money is great. But the money really doesn't, the, it all takes a toll on you. Money and can't the money, quiet and the you money, after so yes. long. After so long, it's like, yo, money isn't the motivator after so long. 100%. Like, it's I'm like, all right, going, well, I already have yeah. 99% of the stuff I need. Exactly. All this other stuff is extra. And it's great, but... Where is my peace of mind? Yeah, I'm not going to just fucking quiet. I'm not going to cut off a half of myself just for a check. Like, I can exactly. just silence myself over a bag. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. And, like, 
a lot of people I know that have climbed the ranks, like, and now they're like more of themselves inside of their corporate space. They tell me like, cause I, cause I'll be telling, I know a couple of dudes, shout out to my man Zan, he just had his art show the other day. I got his shit on, matter of fact, my bro got, my bro, uh, fashion designer. He, uh, he, damn, he's moving up the ranks at Boeing and shit. I, he be in that shit with fucking afros looking crazy and shit. I'm like, bro, that's fire that you do the corporate shit as a nigga. Yeah. And he be like, yo, don't get it fucked up. It took me a long time yeah. to be able to be a nigga at work. Like, I had to, I had to play the game for years before they let me be a nigga. I'm like, that is crazy. It, it, it's true. And honestly, even, even when you get to a certain level, it's like sometimes people, sometimes what sucks about it is sometimes you only get to a certain level because they need a token. Mm. And it's like you're you're really you're lured in and you're filling this space because they need you more than you need them. And so you might think you can truly be yourself, but really they, they thought you were safe and they they thought you checked these boxes. So they allowed you to come in their space. And then when you actually are like, Oh, I'm here now, I made it. Let me let me like let it all down. Yeah. You really can't. Damn. Why you say you really can't? You already in the door. Like the door ain't that the door they push your ass back out the door. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yes. Or make you uncomfortable enough where you were like, all right, let me let me just yeah. let me just continue to be safe. Yeah, because they're not gonna give me the invite. They're about to yeah. stop my invites. Yeah. You got invited to the dry cookout. Damn. That's damn, that's disgusting. I ain't gonna lie. Stu Stu was up here a couple weeks ago. Stu worked for Twitter. Stu was saying Yeah, Stu was a really? Stu, Stu's a friend of the show. Stu be on the show all the time. And he and he was saying how um like, Stu is West African. I got to yeah. show him love. Yes. Yeah, if you good. listen to this, what's up, Stu? It's Vic. A ain't you African too? <laughs> yes. See, I'm a fucking little sneaky African. First of all, <laughs> well, first of all, head scammer over here talking about sneaky Africans. Okay. I'm, I'm not a scammer. All right. I'm no longer You came a all the way to the United States to scam. I'm no okay. longer a scammer and I have no relationship to any Africans whatsoever. Uh, but you scammed as a U.S. citizen. <laughs> okay. All right. West African people are just very intelligent. It's not our fault that oh, some God. of the, the tactics we use are considered scammery. Yeah. But really, West Africans are just smarter than most of y'all. Very, very smart people. They understand. Y'all understand. Anyways, social, hi, Stu. That's, that's really what this is all going to do. What's up, Stu? <laughs> yeah, because Stu was telling me about, like, the whole code switching shit before. And, like, he was saying, like, but when you get to inside certain companies, when you get to certain situations, and like it's kind of like you were saying earlier, where you get your team yeah. and y'all can build a situation where you don't have to always fucking do all that shit. I will say also, and and if I'm wrong, then I I hate that I'm speaking on it, but I think Stu also has a, a situation where like one, he's working for a company that is a little bit more liberal. It's a younger company, and then also like I know some people that Stu works with. He has some fire people around him. Yeah. Um, TJ, uh, like he. I mean, I, I'm not going to name everybody, but he has some fire people around him. So I yeah. honestly like that actually kind of makes me jealous. Like, no, really? <laughs> he's like he's in a and I'm not saying it's easy because it's still corporate America, yeah. but he's in a in a in a sweet spot where he has people that he can truly be himself around, where he can invite out on the weekend. He can tweet about things like it's yeah. it just culturally it's a different thing than being in like the normal corporate America. So like the finance industry, some of the things that I've done um, in my career. And when I say technology, not like crypto and all the new stuff that's coming out now, I'm talking about older technology. Like okay. I, I started my career out in tech and it wasn't, it wasn't the tech that's going on now. It's the tech where the dry tech. <laughs> um, code and so, and C++ and so all that to all say, that? if you are lucky enough to find a major corporation that is going to pay you, and then also there's people working, working around you that look like you and Ms. act Bobby. like you and think like you, that like, 
yeah. that is a, a priceless it's, it really is priceless. it really is all right so all right so for the young for the young joint right now that's 22 23 getting rid of getting done with the college vibes or even just fuck college they're not even whatever thinking about like how do i get into a situation where i can go to a company and somehow move up the ranks i'm, I'm cool with code switching i don't give a fuck i'm just trying to get in the loop i need a corporate card like what would you what would you say would be the would be the vibe like where would you put your resume like how does that work so are we talking about just finding the job or finding what we truly want to do really kind of both okay so it's a few things one what i wish i had known in college was i was so focused my major is economics and i was so focused on having this degree that i thought would open all these doors and then my first job had nothing to do with economics and i'm not saying Degrees like economics aren't important, but truly I loved history. Yeah. And honestly, had I majored in history, I probably would have had great grades the entire time I was in college. Yeah. Um, but instead I thought I had to like do this thing that looked good on paper. Yeah. I feel like once you once you get to an interview or just all it takes is one person to connect you. And exactly. hopefully you have the connection. But if not, once you get to an interview, like I feel like personality, all these other things come out about you. And so I'm not saying slack, but that's what really makes the biggest difference. Like you can, right. if you're fresh out of college and you have somebody that has straight A's and has done all these things and you have B or C's or whatever, let's just say you're a C average student, but you go to that interview and you're personable and you talk about all the ideas that you have and like you're passionate, nobody cares about the A student. Mm -hmm. The A student has no vibe. A student isn't swaggy. I mean, I was swaggy when I got straight A's and came to spell. I'm not saying that A student automatically had no vibe. But no, you're right. I'm just saying like... Yeah, no, you're when right. When you walk inside, it's a different... When you sit in the room with yeah. somebody, go eye to eye... Yep. Like... Yep. It doesn't matter. Grade, you can't, the grades is out you the You can't window. study for that. You yeah. can't... You know, I when I have my future kids, I definitely want them to get good grades. But something I've noticed is like, I have friends that did really, really, really well in school growing up. And then when they got to college, it was like... They couldn't think outside the box like they when they had that that opportunity to like go out and hang out but then also had to balance their time or when they got to corporate america and like people were asking them for new ideas it's like sometimes when you're so wired to do something like yeah you you literally cannot yeah. do anything different become a robot uh-huh um and i like i don't think robots get far um i think exactly. that, that like i think that shit is lame um, but all that to say, Thank I you. would I encourage somebody else said it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Cause I'll be catching flack for, you know, I catch flack for, for coming at women that work in corporate with that whole like robot shit. And I'll be like, no, not all of y'all are like that, but there's some of y'all like that. Like, yo, y'all are overly programmed. You feel like you have to go no. to bed by eight, up by six and you can't do shit else. And da -da -da. like, it's like, yo, if like, you knew me early in my career to listeners, I trust me, I would be out until four or 5 a.m. and might, up by you might seven. might take a flight and come back. <laughs> so my point is there's this thing called balance. I think everybody should live their best life. Yeah. Um, and you don't have to, as long as you are on your shit all the time, like it really doesn't, it doesn't matter. But so to the young, the young listeners, I would say yeah. be, figure out what is your passion and what you really want to do. And don't worry so much about the grades, like have it together, but like let your personality show through. And then the second thing, as far as jobs, um, 
you know, I used to make fun of LinkedIn and, and I probably need to like update my LinkedIn now. Because <laughs> um, I'd be like, why are people posting these like biographies? Yeah. Um, but LinkedIn is actually a really great place. Like if you if you add certain skills or if you just type like what it is you're looking for in yeah. your bio, you'd be surprised at how many people reach out to you about opportunities. And even if it's not necessarily a job today, even if it's just like an event, that's how you make connections. And what might not be a job today can turn into a job three weeks later or, yeah. you know, have, however later. Um, for Career me, opportunity or business mm -hmm. out, uh, ownership opportunity yeah. later on, but you never know who you meet. And so I wouldn't, I would encourage LinkedIn, but also just to your point about, you never know who you meet. Like, don't be an asshole. Like, I, I mean, I can sometimes be an asshole, but for the majority of the time, I am not an asshole. Like when I go out, <laughs> I, you know, I'll speak back. If somebody speaks to me, like I'll, I'll be myself. And I feel like a lot of times you never know who you, my, my first boss ever used to say, you never know who's who in the zoo. Yeah. And it's true. You could be sitting next to somebody that is the CEO of like, exactly the company that you want to be at yep. and you might just be an asshole and not speak to them and it's like yep. all you have to do is like say hi smile yep. and like the conversation will go from there and even if they don't truly reveal themselves even just you saying like oh like i'm victoria and like you know this is what i do i love to travel i love the whatever like they might remember you and they might reach out to you later like you never know how how far those small conversations and just being a decent person. You know what's crazy? You. you know what's crazy? Cause like when I was a when I was a kid, I'm, I'm gonna call it a kid. I was uh like end of freshman year, going to sophomore year of college, and um I was cool with a cat, older cat from New York. He's about like two three years older than me, and he was and he when I, I used to walk around with him, and he used to like talk. He just know he knew everybody. Like though he knew the whole fucking AUC. I'm like, but what? How the fuck you know all these people and why the fuck? Cause I was cause where I come from in Jersey, I was type of cat where it was like, I a cornball, bro. I got nowhere, so I'm not I'm never speaking with these corny niggas. Da, da, da. And he said some shit to me that changed my entire life trajectory, everything. He was like, Everybody here is somebody that's gonna be somebody. Yeah. Like everybody here is is the, every all these motherfuckers are doing shit. Like yeah, you might not gonna, know what it is. You're but... doing shit. Mm -hmm. I'm doing shit. They all doing shit. Like these are the people you you want to meet. Like just, but that that but that goes into life in general. Like past school, school was a concentrated effort in that. But like life in general was kind of like be open because you don't know who who the fuck people are. You don't know what's going on. And I took that. If I ran with that shit, that shit got me far yeah. as a motherfucker. I ain't gonna lie. Like that type of shit is always like yeah. that shit that always stick in my back of my shit. Like yo. You never know who's who. You never yeah. know who you're going to meet. You never know any of that. And also, it's like, you might, at 21 years old, you might think you're set on this path. And, like, that shit might change 10 years later. Oh, you no, it's going to change. Yeah, it, well, it's going to change. It's going to change. If you think you mm -hmm. know your life at 21 or 22, you're a goofy. You know, what I, you know what I thought at 21, 22? I thought that by 25, I was going to be married. I was going to be having my first or second of five children. You, see, you might that type of drink. Yeah, like and you I, had a plan. Like yeah. you should have had a plan. But I, but I, I was also I, think I had a plan, but I was also when the plan changed, I was also okay. Like, yeah. and that's actually an important thing. Like, I um, no shade to anybody, but like something that I've noticed is like with women, there's a lot of pressure to like get married and do all these things at an early age. And they age. pressure us. Okay, I know people that have gotten married because they felt like they had to be married. Like that same idea that I had for myself that I had to be married at 25. 
I know people that got married at 25 and regret it later because they grew up and they changed so much. Like I, I don't, I honestly don't think anybody knows truly who they are until 30 and after. Yo, I, I use fist bump. And, and so all that to say, like the plan that you have for yourself, especially at such a young age, like at 21, you are not, you haven't really experienced life. I mean, you've had some things happen, but you really haven't you experienced don't know life. Shit. You're not, your parents for the most part, if you have parents or like just a family environment to grow up with, they're still probably helping you out or just still some somewhat of a support system. You haven't really experienced grief. You haven't experienced trying to like fully pay your mortgage, your rent, a car yeah. note, yeah. having keeping a job, not even having yeah. a job, keeping a job. You have to go through and get through comes. to learn yourself. Mm -hmm. And you know so what I'm I think um, right. understanding that it's okay to pivot, like, and not like. If I were to hold myself to those standards right now, I'd probably think I was a failure because I haven't done some of the things. And it's like, yo, none of it really matters. I had a chick tell me recently, yo, I was a stripper and I met a guy that just fell in love with me and wanted to marry me. So I got married and had a baby because that's I just didn't want to be the last old hoe outside. <laughs> and now they're not together, are they? Or they're just they're still together. She's she just currently getting yeah doing up outlandish so you so you you slept with this lady i didn't i i'm just wondering how i just heard a story i heard oh, it you heard it from a friend, a, of a friend okay i listened to her story i said wow but, but to, the, to your point though like a lot of women it doesn't matter if it's pressure from your family or pressure from your strip club friends your fellow strippers the bottom line is women it is ingrained in society that if a woman is not married by a certain age or doing certain things, then she's not good enough. I even like, I can think of examples of like beautiful fire women that I know. Yeah. And men have asked me about them and then they'll be like, oh, she's whatever age, like she must not, must not be that good. And it's like the fact that that is like the connotation that comes with it. Like, what if you're just not settling? What if you are fully taking care of yourself and like happy in the space you're in. Also, yeah. what if you've fallen in love and like maybe you married fell in love with a fat nigga that just ain't settling down yeah. and now you're just stuck in love with a fat nigga so or, you ain't married yet. Okay. Or that happens, that happens too. <laughs> or or what if like you and your partner are both experiencing life and like you know it that ain't maybe time yet. Yeah and exactly and you know you that know you know you're that nigga. You know you're that king. Okay, you know I, we're not talking about toxic kings today. <laughs> But no, just in general though, like, what if, what if, like, what if you both like know that it's not like the right time, but like you all are fully invested and you're working on yourself. Yeah. Also, like that brings me to one other thing about black black men and trauma. Like, I think. Whoa, 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 whoa! Because you said what? What if you know your 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 thought is not ready? And I also think that like in comparison to white white men and then other races, I think that black men go through a lot of things that are honestly put them in a situation where like it's hard for them to settle down or hard for them to even think about settling down, whether that's not having a father in the household, whether that's not seeing relationships, whether that's just going through life and being told you have to be strong. So you don't know how to be emotionally vulnerable or like share your feelings. Like at either way, I mean, at a certain let's point, keep it tall. Be being emotionally vulnerable and sharing your feelings is doing nothing but giving a joint ammo to look a bloom you. They don't want whenever there's an argument or whenever was whatever. And listen, that's my point. hey, listen, stop, pause the whole show. Listen, Kings, if you ever was thinking about telling her your weaknesses or your vulnerabilities or when you was broke, stop now. Do see? not do it. And don't see, play yourself. You are continuing the trend. That's that's don't my issue. Don't play with yourself. It. That's my issue with it. I don't feel, play yourself. 
I feel like men do a better need to do a better job of scoping out which women they can share their vulnerabilities with. Listen, like you can't tell it to everybody. As soon as you show her your no, weakness, see, she's gonna stab the knife right in the weak spot. But man. That's, but don't ever tell her when your money's low. Don't ever tell her nothing that's fucking with you. None of that, B. Go hire a fucking therapist if it's that deep, bro. And see, and don't that's, tell her that's shit. where we disagree. That's where we disagree. You never. And I, I'm worried about the power structure and the power struggle. Once you give up that, I don't agree. Once you let her inside your soft spots and all that, where you oh, where you inside. But Rich, we're talking about gonna, we're talking uh, about the uh, right you. woman, the the right woman. You never know when it's the right one. Y'all should maybe stop sleeping around with so many people. How you gonna know when it's the right one, Vic? Let me know. Tell, talk I think to me nicely. You, what I what I think is knowing it's the right one. I think is consistency over time. Mm. I think that um, you can I like you, that. You can you can meet a girl and can spend a bunch of money on her or you can wine and dine her of course she's having a good time so yeah. she's gonna act right yeah exactly i've done it before of course okay so then you know five weeks two months six months whatever whatever time frame two years whatever time frame you want to put on it once you start like being authentically when you stop performing that's that's the term i i, I, I seriously the conversations i've had recently like performing is a lot of men and a lot of women are We're performing. We're all performing at some point. But once you get to the point where, like, if you're not if you're not spending a bunch of money on dinner, or if you're not doing X, Y, and Z, Whoa. if we're just in the house, or if we're, if, or if I even just tell you something really little, it's not the whole truth or the whole vulnerable spot. But if I give you some little inch about something that is going on in my life, you see how people respond, like. Even even just saying like, "Hey, I have a had a hard day," and not explaining fully what happened. If somebody's like, oh, "They had a hard day," and like, "All right, well, I'm, I'm gonna go home," or like, "This this is boring to me," and they're not engaged, cut her off, cut him but off. Nah, listen, women, men are easier, way easier to do that shit with because you're so. No, men, but you can are, tell. Men, men are way worse at playing a long game, so you know you'll know quick when a nigga's not really that interested when he just wants some pussy or whatever. Maybe women know. Yes. Women but are here's the thing. fucking strategical masterminds. But here's the thing. Do that, that will fake care to the death. Say, say something's bothering you and then don't do anything nice for her for a while. Oh, that's not happening. Yes, it is. I mean, I mean, it's happening, but then she's not about to be super considered. Then fuck considerate. her. I, I literally Oh, so you're that. saying that's the litmus? So yeah. what what how long do you how long do you tell her you're going through some shit and then be like, you know, oh, it's not it's, it's not I'm going through it's, shit. It's, it's like, yo, like I'm some shit is really weighing on me. Like I don't even just some, some some stuff is really weighing on me, and like I don't feel like turning up. Like I just want to hang in the house and relax. And I'm not talking about having sex. Okay. I'm not saying I'm not saying take advantage of the situation. I'm talking about literally spending quality time. So, so that's in yeah, the house. I mean, yeah, if you're not willing to come chill at the crib on some chill shit, then yeah. day, you're not really jacking me. But you also you probably like. For the record, that also means don't think you can just invite women over for sex and like not do anything nice. I'm I'm talking about now, literally you already been yeah. dealing with already yeah. already caught it. I'm I'm talking about literally nice a woman coming over, spending time with you, y'all ordering dinner or cooking dinner together, watching a movie, holding hands, cuddling. I don't I don't care. I think it's a holding hands. Whatever it is, <laughs> I'm a hand holder. Um, doing whatever it is that you do that makes you feel comfortable having real conversation. If if after like one or two of those, you just notice the responses are different and like she's upset because she's not going out or you're not taking her to nice dinners, then cut her off. 
I like I I wholeheartedly mean that. That is the sign. Like cut her off. Like I've been in situations where I told a joint like, yo, honestly, like I just I know you want to do this and that, but I'm just made. I just made like several investments, and like I'm not liquid right now. Yeah, I got different shit going on. I'm gonna have to wait a couple weeks, month before I even start going back outside. They should be mad. Yeah, Upset. no, mad as fuck. Here, like, here's the thing, and this is probably too much game to give you all. What I would challenge usually. When a woman likes you, usually she gets upset if you say I'm not doing something because she thinks you have somebody else around. Here's yeah. the difference. Once you take that away and you say, we just can't go outside, but you can come over and like, let's talk about life or let's just you have a good time, face. let's vibe. You could be in my face. If but... she still has a problem with that, yeah, that is that is an issue. And, it, and it's different from being like, oh, we've never... Let's also be clear. You also have to like at least take her out one time. Like it can't be you hiding a woman. No, 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 no. We talking about we talking about this is a scenario after you've already yeah. done the big vibe. No, like, you know what no. I'm saying? it's like, like I, I need to focus or... on X, Y, and Z. Like let's just chill. Yeah, Th that's that's the difference. Yeah. But you still got joints playing the super long game, the longest of games, the longest long game. I don't. I honestly, I think that. I don't think girls play games that that long. What 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 is long to you? A joint a play in the pocket for years if she have to. Yeah, but she's gonna have something else going on, so that's also. But you'll never know. You know what? I let me just be very clear. I've had this conversation with men before. I've never been sneaky. That's actually one thing I've never been when it comes to men. So hearing you say that, I believe it, but I've never. I don't like spending time with people unless I'm actually interested. So for me, it's it's been like after the first date, if I know I don't want it to go there, yeah. then I'm very blunt about it. Yeah. There are some women that are very comfortable, like dragging a nigga. Yeah. So I can't I can't speak to that. But what I can say is like you can pay attention to their behaviors, and once you see the red flag, then you can act accordingly. That that's what I would say. Yeah, but my I for everybody outside. You outside dealing with these joints. We all know <laughs> the maneuvering is crazy. Like, we'll never know. The flag might be pink, pinkish, light red. Like, we don't really know. Like, the way they finessing niggas is crazy right now. I ain't gonna lie. But also, you all need to pay attention to the things you like. So if if the girl that you were talking to is half naked every single day on Instagram, she's probably trying to get a certain type of dude. Let's just be very honest. And so you're inviting yourself into the situation where you know she wants you to spend money. And don't get me wrong. If that's what she wants, it is her prerogative. Right. But once you once you tap into a situation where you know a girl wants to be tricked out on, like, you need to accept your roles and responsibilities because you chose you to play that part. But, you know, you got plenty of joints that's not playing into that whole trick on me daddy shit. And they're still playing games with niggas. Still running niggas around in circles. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just how that should be. But um, I'm going to go. I'm going to take a break. <laughs> Because this shit's getting too spicy. And I ain't even really got into the fucking episode yet. We just been in here freestyling, y'all. So I got to get into this in the second half of coming back. We're going we gonna to get into the culture or relationship shit that's been going on. You know, when I got estrogen around, I got to get into what's going on with the black love and war. We, 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 we had love and war with the men and women. So we coming back. Everything that's been going on. Stephan and the one to chip. Elise Gumbaggery. Well set. Second half coming. You already know. I bet we back part two, part two. I gotta start this shit off. We're gonna get into all this crazy relationship drama that been going on. 
in the streets. I got to start this shit off with the elite scumbag of the week. I was thinking about Elon Musk for the fuckery he been up to, but it got to be the God, Del Curry, for pulling up to the playoff game with the ex-wife of the nigga that his ex-wife is fucking with. Shout out to Dell, Elite Scumbaggery. Like, I, I don't know what type of freaky swinger games that nigga is playing, but sometime when a nigga hits your bitch, it's only right the return of favor. You know what I'm saying? Right? Pay what you owe. Huh? Gotta pay what you owe. You gotta pay a nigga. <laughs> I gotta get it back in blood dog. So, right? <laughs> All right. My man Dell's at least come back. It's a lot, a lot of freaky shit going on in the NBA. My man Steph just won a chip. Shout out to him. Shout out to Steph. Right. How many is that now? Four four chips for Steph. Legacy chip for Steph. Yeah. Shout MVP, out to him. MVP. He cooked up the whole series. I respect Steph for that one. Yep. Salute to you, my nigga. They they gave him all the media vibes in the world. The camera yep. on that nigga the whole time. Yep. Nothing else going on. Right? We're gonna tap into these other relationships that have been going on in the culture. Carisha and my man Diddy, are you jacking that? Are you feeling the, sh- the, uh, the young suave sugar, young looking sugar daddy, suave sugar I daddy? Am. So I feel like <laughs> I feel like one Diddy is a vibe. Like I feel like I feel like Diddy would just be really fun to be around. Um, so that's the first thing. But number two, I feel like it seems like he's very open and honest about what he is there for. He's like, I like you. You're you're. We're not getting married. Like it is what it is. But like yeah. we're gonna enjoy this experience together. Yeah, he's keeping feel, the tour. Yeah, so I don't. I'm here for all of it. Yeah, I was, and, and he's also putting her on platforms. Like he, he got her on Revolt. That is the most important. The most he's imp- piping women, her whole life up. The most important thing a man can ever do for you is put you in position to use your talents, and that is what he is doing. So at the end of it, regardless of where they end up, not only did they have fun together, but also he helped her in the long run. And so I'm. That's that. Yeah, like I think my man Puff is personally a genius. Like. He know a little shorty, got the vibe, got the clout going. It's keeping him young. He's he, It's keeping him young. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love a young joint. Keeps me young. I'm feeling puff. And the fact that he know, he putting her in positions to pump his own platform yeah. to his own yeah. brands. Yeah. So he's using her as everybody a marketing. Using everybody. Like he, so he's paying her. She's pushing his products and she's making him bread. But he's also putting her in position to make bread. It's a beautiful switch. It's a beautiful circle. That's how you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like nobody's using each other because everybody's winning everybody's over winning. mutual. Everybody has situation. something to offer. So that's another thing. Everybody has something to bring to the table. It's that's not, where it's a win. It doesn't matter how much bread. Everybody is bringing something that someone else can eat off of. Period. And that's the see. At the end of the day, that's really the truly beautiful cycle of like. Friendship, business, entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. relationships, anything. Like, if you can 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 fuck somebody, but you can also prop each other up and get a circleistic bag that not that never stop rotating, that's where it's really the illest shit. Like, that's Ill- really the illest adulting to me. Like, we wildin', we burning the candles on both ends, we getting a lot of money, the money is circulating between us, mm-hmm. we helping each other build, and we doing a lot of fucking. That's a that. That's some elite adult fun shit. That's how life's supposed to be. And I feel like those situations, they don't really end badly. Like, it might not end. Yeah, it's not going to end in marriage. Yeah, but it's like, okay, like, no matter what, I promise you, they're always both going to have a lot of love for each other. You're the homie. Period. Like, they were. Exactly. Puff is a Scorpio, so I already know how those end. Like, they just trail off, but it's mad love. Like, I already know. Like, this this is my man, Puff. 
<laughs> my nigga B. Shout out to you. Oh my, you know, I I didn't realize Puff is Scorpio, but you reminded me of. Do you remember? Um, you have do you have her own little CD? Yes. Do you remember? Do you remember jealous guys? They're like, my name is Puff Daddy, and I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> Ladies, it's some jealous. That's the first CD I ever got in my life for the record. The jealous, yeah, Christmas '98, I got Harlem World in my stocking. So just the Scorpio niggas gonna keep it player while the other niggas cause yep. a stir. And a hoopla and go crazy. Scorpio niggas gonna be in the background, like, yeah, I might have hit a couple what, times. What did Puffy but say? Uh, these girls, I got run, her. These, these girls run like buses. Just that's Gucci. That's, no, no, that's no, 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 no. Puffy said these girls girls run buses. Uh, if you miss one, there's gonna be another one more than willing. I, can we? Nah, that? Gucci said that. No, no, I promise. Gucci Rich. said that. Rich, the outro. Oh, you saying Puff said it before Gucci? Is that what you're saying? Rich, you want to bet money on it? I know Gucci said that. How much you want to bet? You could bet $100. Okay, cool. I know Gucci said it. Cool. Okay. So I'm a, Now, if Puff okay, said so, it first, so I don't a, know if Puff so said it first. So you owe me $100, right? I don't know if Puff said it first, but I know Gucci said it. You owe me $100, right? If, I, I know if I'm Gucci, right? You could look you, up and say Gucci you, said it too. I'm going to play it for you. You owe me $100 but if Gucci I'm right. Gucci said it too, though. I don't care. You owe, me I don't care. You, you owe me $100 if I'm correct, right? But no, hold on. Wait, All right, well, I'm going to play it for everybody. We already shook on it, so it is what it is. Gucci said it too. Okay. Um... Let me hit the skip button. Because <laughs> Gucci said it. We all know that. All right. How do I, um, if I want to, do I just put it close to the mic? Just put that shit by the mic, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Turn it up. Okay. Hold on. Right. Up. I got to fast forward to this outro. Just wait. There's one oh, thing. Outro? I don't forget. Outro? He's even not even No, it's verse? on Jealous, guys. It's the end when it's just cold. Gucci said it too, though. Wow. Oh, baby. Oh, woo, 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 woo. <laughs> okay, Yo. hold on. It's coming up. How told you know more about rapping? Y'all niggas, mad niggas never even heard this song. It's crazy. Okay. Okay, here we go. <laughs> okay, here we go. Hold it up, good mic. This is fast to get through. Okay. I Oh, wait, no, it's in the beginning. <laughs> no, 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 no. He said, my name is Puff Daddy and I'm a Scorpio, I swear. Yeah, nah, but Gucci also said the girls was like Buster Swan. Even if Puff said he it, got that they from both Puffy. said it. He might have got it from Puff. I ain't saying that. Mm -mm. uh -uh. I have to find it. I'm not going to let it go. So. There it is. Ooh, right on the mark. Okay. Puff Daddy gives the player rules. There we go. What are the four pimp rules? You get in their hair before you get in their bag. Oh, God. Look, my chest turns. He said you catch a new one every hour on the hour. Gucci said, miss one, next 15, one coming. 
See? I didn't say any of that. I yeah, actually no, said you exactly said what I said. Like buses. And then you took it. You know, this is what quarter, right? Because you said girls is like okay, buses. Okay, well, well, run it back. Next one, next 15 one coming. That's I what did not say. Said. I did not say that. Yo, that's crazy. You're the okay. sole recorder, right? Okay, well, we'll run All right, back whenever, when we were, Anyways, when, back we were, to the topics. <laughs> All I was saying was that I'm here for Diddy and Carisha. I think that this is mutually beneficial. I think they're enjoying themselves. Yeah, and I fact. feel like they're both going to... When and if it ends, I feel like everybody it'll wins. It'll be smooth. I don't think it'll yeah. be a nasty breakup. Yep. I think it'll be smooth. Everybody wins. How do you feel about his hating ass, like, side bitches slash baby moms? Just, like, it sucks. Like, what? Like, she why? Sucks. Where you come from with the negativity? I feel fam? like you should just be happy to be here. I'm not, like, you're not bringing anything. You are not a city girl. You're not bringing anything to the table. Like, just, just play it. Enjoy yourself. Just be like, honestly, just be happy to be here. In that situation, literally, you've been just be good. Happy to be you've been living a, a great life. I, and I actually like, if I were her, I would be like, oh, enjoy yourself with Carisha. And I would, I would not speak on anything. We have, like, I would just keep it under the table. It's sometimes date, date my future husband. Like, it's sometimes when you're the baby moms with just like you're the put up baby moms that doesn't really have something that would benefit the whole situation. Sometimes you just gotta relax and fall back. Like, you know yep. what I'm saying? Like. Just play a role, like you a kept woman. Just be kept, and that's and that's fine. And there's nothing wrong with there's that. Literally nothing wrong there's with nothing that. Nothing wrong with that. Like there's nothing, nothing wrong, with, wrong that. with that. I know some kept women. You know what I'm saying? Long the pool is neuter. Yeah. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you think? What do you think about like this whole slew of uh, it been joints going viral on the internet talking about like men like fat joints when they broke. And men don't, men can't really love a woman unless all his financial situations is together. Blah 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 blah. So blah. How you feel about that? The, the one, the one. There is this video going around where this woman's talking about all these things a man needs to have before he can like love you properly. And I, I disagree with that on a few things. I don't necessarily think a man has to be paid or be set in his career or all these things. I think that a man can have all that and lose it the next day. So it really yeah. doesn't matter. And then two, there's plenty of men that have all those things and are not happy. Yeah. Um, I think more so, I would think that a man just needs to like, one, kind of know who he is and like the direction he's headed in yeah. and what he wants. Um, personally, I think that changes things. I think when you don't know who you are and you just, you literally don't know what it is you want. I think you're swayed a lot of different ways and like it's hard making a decision or just it's hard committing anything because yeah. you're not really committing to yourself and once you are in the space where you can commit to yourself and commit to like things you say you want out of life i think that's when you go yeah i go lie you kind of you, you pretty damn right how the fuck you know that that was kind of right i ain't gonna lie i was pretty fucking right because i'll be feeling like i don't necessarily need everything in the world before i settle down but at the same time i know for a fucking fact I cannot even come close to being happy in any type of relationship if my shit isn't in rotation. Like if yeah. I'm not moving down my path yeah. and and doing what I need to do, like my relationship has to come with that. Like it, if I'm with a joint or be with a joint, it has to come with the path I'm rolling down. Yeah. Like I'm I can't deviate from my path, and I also couldn't see myself if I wasn't on my path being comfortable being in a relationship like i know when i first got out of prison and joints was like trying to reconciliate reconciliate <laughs> and get me back like oh like be my nigga i got bread like you don't have to worry about having money like i'll hold it down but no bitch yeah like i can't live like that yeah you know what i'm saying but 
there are men like that, but those aren't. I don't think those are the men, the, the true men that we that we know as men. In life. And and I also right. feel like there's a very big difference in a woman saying, "You know what you want to do, you know your path, and I'm gonna hold you down till you get there," as opposed yeah. to you not even knowing anything on your yeah. path. They're, yeah. they're, those are two very very different things. Exactly, because because you I, know what you want, and she's helping you. She's gonna be that stepping stone. Cool. Yeah. But like, if you were just sitting there. I'm not gonna give you a. I'm not gonna put you in a space where you can one look back and resent me. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna play myself like that. So I'm cool. Like, bitch, I can figure this shit out on my own. And when I figure it out, I'll be back. But until yeah. then, like, I'm not about to sit here and let nobody fucking carry me and training wheels me because that's not being a man. And then, like women do, well, let's talk about it. They're gonna throw the shit back in your face. But splow, muddy your can face. Can we talk about something though about that not being a man? I, I do agree. I want my life partner to protect me. There's there's certain things that I do want that are quote unquote manly. Yeah. But I think men also have to be more more comfortable with saying like I don't always have it together or like Nah. That's a whole I feel like that's a whole nother episode. So We're like, not doing that. Okay. Because the second us as men let y'all know that certain shit ain't right. But I'm saying with the right person. I'm not saying with everybody, but I'm saying with the right person. Yeah. That's when you got to be deep in. You got to be like, like, like we in there, in there. Well, until but starting some shit off, men, my niggas don't even try to even think about starting nothing. I don't, I, don't, I agree. I don't think, but I also don't think you should punish women for like. I, I know men that resent women because they aren't their full selves, and it's like you can't do that either. Like, what you mean? What that mean? What that mean? Break like, that down. A like, bit. for example, I know married men. For example, that let's just say they got married really young. They got married in nineteen, and also. You're bugging. I didn't say that. If you did young that, love, tripping. I'm gonna call it young love. Oh, right. They got married at 19, and their their partner at 19 saw this this idea of what marriage is. is this this man that is the breadwinner that takes care of our family. Yeah. And over the course of time, this man has always fed into that. But because he's always fed into it, the the wife has never really understood that he should have a moment of weakness or that he goes through things because he's keeping up everything for the family. Yeah. This image that she has. That's what I'm saying, and then that grows into resentment. Yeah, don't don't show her shit. No, 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 no. I'm saying you should show. So oh, they're starting way. to resent their wife because they haven't yes. been able to be vulnerable yes. with their wife. But really, the wife didn't know that this man is secretly harboring all these things he's going through. Oh, because he's also that fed. Sucks. He's 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 fed into the stereotype of like I'm the strong man. I'm gonna take care of the household. Yeah. Like, but but maybe his wife doesn't know that like he's struggling to pay the bills. Because he always said, I'm going to provide for my yeah, family. Yeah. And guess what? Like, it's hard to do that. His job's not paying what he wants. But he wants to keep a smile on her face. So he's not saying, hey, like. But I also know, I also have heard a situation like a homegirl of mine. She told me, like, her, her boyfriend told her, told he, they, she was living her boyfriend with her, told her, oh, I lost my job going through her eye. Now, she went and paid the, uh, she said she paid the rent behind a nigga back. And then, and, and then the nigga found out she paid the rent and got tight. And I'm like. I yeah. feel that nigga. I would have got mad too. You shouldn't get. To I didn't it. tell you I was going through some shit for you to go behind my back and pay my bills. I was she, just, I was just talking to you about my problem. In her defense, she probably thought like, if I ask him, he's gonna be like, "Don't pay it." So like, yeah. let me take this off his plate. Yeah, but young that, we king. Niggas, we niggas though. We don't. But that's think, like, y'all gotta men, let that go. As men, that's but you like shouldn't get tight about ego that. dagger to the fucking ribs. You, you, what you can do is say. I love this and I really appreciate what you're trying to do in the future. I don't want you to ever feel like you have to do that again. Yeah. It doesn't need yeah. to be an argument. It doesn't need to be a shot to the ego. She thought she was doing something. All relationships have crumbled based on that. Yeah. Based and that's not shit like that. And that's not young Kings. 
Don't let your relationships crumble. Just tell your partner, I appreciate it, but that's not how I want to move moving forward. Thank you. Do not tell her nothing about right. any type of vulnerability you have in any type of financial downturns or anything i did not say any Hold of that. that shit in your you all are fucking taking chest the wrong advice figure it out i'm gonna have my own podcast um hold that out. shit in your my chest, own podcast my niggas and figure that shit out the second you show her any type of weakness oh. she'll scat she she's She's going to either emasculate you. She's going to start getting wand in her eyes to ball her And man, can I tell you, if you, if you have women around you that are doing above. these things, these are not the right women. And it, who's the right woman? It's 2% of them. Okay, well, maybe you got to find your 2%. That's hard work. Put for on some glasses. Work I, harder. Well, for the most I, for the most part. And, and let me just say something. You just said that's 2%. I don't know what the, the percentage of black men that go to college. I don't know what the, black, the percentage of black men that go to Morehouse or go to Clark... My point is, at some point in your life, you've been part of a 2%. So you can find a 2% bitch, is all I'm saying. I mean, Let's I'm not, not. I'm just saying, you can find a 2% bitch. You've been there before. Act like you've been there before. What did I tell you earlier? I'm not, Act like you've been there before. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm talking to the average person in America, the average young black man or, or middle 38, 48, whatever black man that's watching this, and he's going to be like, bro. And guess what? His life doesn't have to be average Don't forever. tell her you're going through anything. Trust me. Make it surface level, if anything. If you want to keep it told about some shit you're going through, make it surface level. Right? All right. Let's get into our favorite segment. You know what I mean? We're all set. Right? Vic, what are you all set on? And we're all set. We got a thing called we're all set. It's a segment where we say what we not jacking. It's how we end the show. What are you all set on? You all set on posting your base on IG? I'm all set on men not <laughs> expressing their vulnerabilities. That's a problem. Niggas not giving you that. That's not that's happening. Problem. If any niggas out, if y'all out here giving out your vulnerabilities to shorties, that's where y'all relationship went wrong. Pinpoint anytime your your the woman started stop anytime she stopped looking at you with the googly eyes like you was the illest thing she ever met in her life. That's because you you were soft. Putting, but you're putting nah because you're putting L7, too, you're putting yourself. too much like weight on these materialistic things and these these these. You are. Nah, I'm not saying it's necessarily materialistic. It's not necessarily like you have to okay, have well, these 10 gender roles. On. You can still you can still be a strong, proud man that is the breadwinner, but you might have a fucked up week or a fucked up yeah, month. Yeah, don't tell her that though. You I'm all, I'm all set on all of Rich's advice. You could tell your homies that and while me and the homies and everybody I get money with or whatever we got going on, we figure out how to get the money back money in. But am I gonna go tell my shorty I had a bad week? No. Am I going to tell my shorty I had a bad day if I lost some breach? No. Part two. I don't know when the episode's going to happen. Part two. Rich and I are going to dabble into relationships. I'm not doing that. Okay, that's, well, I am. That's, no, no, no. We could go into another episode. We can go all into dabbling. What I'm saying is I'm never telling any joint that I fuck with anytime I'm going through anything bad ever. And, and, that's, and that's wild and that's unhealthy. I don't give a fuck. What I'm not going to do is I'm not going to let no shorty sit there and take my shit that I was going through and spin it back on me. But I'm saying, why are you, but my point is, you shouldn't be telling these things to a woman that you think would spin those things around. That's my point. You need, men, you need to do a better job of feeling out. Discernment? Yes. I hear you. Yes. I hear you. But then eventually, what you going to, you going to find one joint to unload all your bullshit on? Then she's going to look at you weird eventually. It doesn't need to be all your, it doesn't need to be all your, my point is. Oh, keep some of it a shit. Yeah, see? I don't, I, don't, some of shit. I don't tell all my vulnerabilities to anybody. I don't <laughs> exactly. think any I don't think any human being does that. Exactly. You have to save something for yourself. Exactly. 
But you also should be vulnerable. The person who you are laying beside every single night who you're comfortable with, you need to let them in. Laying beside the same person every night is crazy. I ain't gonna lie. That's like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, every Anyways. day? Yo, every day the same joint is like, oh my God, what a headache. Shout out to my married niggas. Be blessed, y'all. Happy, happy. Be blessed. I, still, I respect the sanctimony in marriage. I just, I think my adult ADHD probably doesn't go line in with that. It, it was great being here tonight. I'm going to just leave like, it Like, subscribe. <laughs> Lambo. Well, nigga, that. You guys a great episode. You spilled mad knowledge. Some estrogen was back on the couch, yo. I love this shit. Oh, my God. How much estrogen been on this couch? Enough estrogen, but I mean, lately, I'm physically I'm on the real, couch. I'm going to be real. Like, the past two months, it's been like too many niggas on my podcast. It's been like, my shit been getting red pilly. Like, yo, it's been like two, three months of all niggas. Like, whoa. Yeah, well, okay. A little too much red pill. Well, yeah, I can switch it up. Let's switch it up. This is not a red pill podcast. Anybody, this is not a red pill podcast. This is a vibey drink. You know what I'm saying? We deal with everybody here. You know what I mean? Thank y'all for tapping in. Like, subscribe. Live show next week, June 25th. Focus oh, my on... my birthday. Pulling I'll, up? I'll be in Costa Rica. Oh, see? She getting too much money, y'all. <laughs> you don't even get into her salary. It's ridiculous. All right. Live show next week, June 25th. For you recordings on Chattahoochee, Atlanta. Focus. My brother, his um album release party. We doing a um live show. Come through. You already know. Love, I love you.